the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, Thank you for joining us. This is part two or segment number two about uh, the errors or the linguistic mistakes, uh, grammatical mistakes, if you want to call them, that are found in the Quran according to the Hafs reading or the Hafs version of the Quran, which is the most popular one. And with me here, uh, joining us in studio via Zoom, our dear brother Rob Christian. Last uh, uh, segment, we talked about a few examples from the Quran and shows that the uh, position of the diacritical markings that were added later or even the shape of the word is different in some occasions, like the name Abraham or Ibrahim. We used also uh, other words that definitely, clearly, even for a non-Arab, uh, we're not looking exactly the same. And even if you ask someone who is an Arab to write it from memory, or at least if you dictate it to them, most likely they're not going to really write it the strange way. They're going to write it the most popular way. And the question is, how is the Quran written in the preserved tablets and which way it was revealed? And how do we know that this is the right way to read it? Of course, this is also going to be uh, part two of this series on Let Us Reason. So I want to welcome our audience uh, for this podcast as well. Hopefully you've enjoyed last week. Uh, our dear brother here, Rob Christian, did a fabulous job and he is joining me again today to continue this discussion. Rob, uh, thank you, brother, for uh, coming in again. And uh, let's go now to another example. You said you want us to go to which particular example? Uh, yeah, thank you again for having me. Uh, yeah, uh, to make it um, or change it a little bit, we can go uh, to chapter 48 ayah 9 of the Quran, uh, Surah Al-Fatih, chapter 48, ayah 9. Uh, for some people uh, who don't know about uh, how the grammar rules uh, work in the Quran, let's say, I mean, you went to school in the Middle East. You're, you're from Saudi Arabia, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I'm from the Middle East. Uh, when I went to school, uh, they taught me uh, the basic Arabic grammar rules. Now, if, if I can read chapter 48, I and 9, and from there we will continue and... Uh, Why don't you go ahead and read the, it? Why don't you go ahead and read it while I look for it? I don't want to delay this, so go ahead and read it. Okay, yeah. It says in the Arabic, لِتُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَتُعَزِّرُوهُ وَتُوَقِّرُوهُ وَتُسَبِّحُوهُ بُكْرَةً وَأَصِيلًا Maybe if if you can show it uh, on the screen, brother, uh, that would be uh, well. That's the thing. That's the thing. We're not able to find that particular example. So yeah, I can I can give the link. uh, That'd be great. Yes, please go ahead. Uh, Because I'm also following the chat. Uh, You can open uh, the link, uh, and you will see the following. Now it, it starts with that you may believe in Allah. There's nothing called God. 
it's Allah. So uh, a lot of translations uh, translate Allah to God. No, God in Arabic is Ilah. Allah is simply the name of the Islamic God. So uh, even the translation can be really damaging sometimes. But here, here's the, the, the disaster. Here we find clear blasphemy uh, in Arabic that's called shirk, associating partners with Allah. Who is the partner with Allah in this case? It's the Rasul. Why? The Rasul or Rasulihi uh, is the last mentioned person in the sentence. Right. When I went to school, they taught me, according to Arabic grammar rules, the last mentioned person, the last mentioned person in a sentence like this, all the words that come after, in this case, apply to this person. Yeah, apply to the last person. Who is the last person? It's Muhammad. So you so worship you Muhammad, to, technically. Yeah, so you have to honor and respect Muhammad. You have to assist Muhammad in battle. And you have to glorify Muhammad every morning yeah. and evening. Can you give so the reference one more time? Chapter 48. Yeah. Chapter 48, I9. Yeah, I uh, believe it or not, question. brother, believe it or not, If I wish people can read Arabic. I mean, not all of my followers uh, uh, read Arabic. And this is why we do this, by the way. This is why my brother Rob says that it's good that we who speak Arabic, that we can join together to help those who do not uh, know the Arabic. If you would read Arabic and go and read the commentaries on this verse, you will be surprised how much they struggle to try to dance around this grammar rule because they knew there is a problem. Yes, yep. exactly. So, maybe, maybe you can confirm it as a uh, second uh, Arabic speaker. Didn't they teach you also in the Middle East when you went to school? that the last person mentioned, all the words that come after. Oh, of course. I mean, it's very clear. It's very clear that you're referring. Why would you put, the, uh, you know, uh, the Rasul is there uh, and, and then you try to apply all of these kind of like divine prerogatives to apply to him? You could have removed the name from there, made it very clear, just apply it to Allah and then add his name after that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, I mean, we didn't invent those grammar rules. Those grammar rules already existed. <laughs> and believe it or not, you don't even have to have a grammar rule, I should say, or remember a grammar rule. But just by virtue, when you hear it or you read it, you begin to question, who is it applied to? I mean, the idea of confusion anyway. I mean, who does it apply to? And why is the verse structured in such a strange way? The same thing happened, by the way, in chapter 9, if you remember, talking about the worship of Allah and, you know, uh, and the Messiah. Yeah, exactly. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, that's the number one, uh, basically, ayah, chapter 9, ayah 31, uh, that most Christians will go to to show the shirk that is there in the Quran, the blasphemy. Because not only is it lying about the, the Christians that we are worshipping our rabbis amongst, that's number lie number one. But on top of that, it says uh, that we are worshipping our monks and rabbis uh, instead of Allah and the Messiah. So who are the lords? Allah and the Messiah, <laughs> not the monks and the rabbis. So here, that's uh, a sh uh, another shirk, another blasphemy found in the Quran. But... Actually, uh, on my live shows, I really uh, stopped calling Muslims uh, Muslims. They are actually Muhammadans. Why? Because according, as we mentioned earlier, chapter 48, ayah 9, they have to worship Muhammad because tasbih, glorification, is an act of worship. And that's not only enough. You have to worship him, act of worship, every morning and evening.
That's right. That's right. And uh, no, again, yeah. hopefully everybody's enjoying this, uh, you know, uh, show and enjoying also this uh, podcast because we're talking about some serious issues here. Now, if you're not an Arab uh, speaker, you may think uh, of us just wasting your time right now with stuff that you uh, are unable to comprehend. We're going to do our best, of course, to explain to you what's going on. But in the Quran, and oftentimes in the same verse, by the way, You'll find words that are written in different ways. The structure of the word, the resim in Arabic, is done differently. And even an Arab speaker, if they do not see it and you try to pronounce it to them, they may write it differently because they will write it the way that it should be written versus the way that the Quran actually is trying to write it. And that's really the problem that we're faced with. Supposedly, the Quran is preserved in the, those tablets in heaven. And it was revealed from Allah to Muhammad through the mouth of Gabriel. And then it was memorized and written down. And yet when you look at how many different ways certain verses or words were written. And in fact, we're talking about one of many qira'at. This is according to the qira'at of Haf, uh, Hafs, which is the most popular one these days. Because the most you know, uh, printed Quran comes from that particular reading. And yet this supposedly preserved you know, reading uh, that is preserved by memory out of all things, technically speaking, does not actually represent uh, something that you can at least trust that it is revealed in that way because you can see immediately there has been a, an attempt to tamper with how the word should be read by adding diacritical markings and trying to make it look like it sound this way or that way. Which, okay, so I'm going to take you to another word, brother. Uh, yes. The word are found in chapter 2, verse 218. Rahmata, with a tam of tuha, an open tea. And then, not, not the tea that you drink, although it will really sound good right now to drink tea. And uh, in chapter 3, verse 8, the same word is written with what we call the tamar buta, or the, uh, basically the, uh, uh, you know, the ending, uh, you know, uh, tea, which is, Almost like a uh, the letter ha at the ending with two dots at the top. So go yes. ahead. Yeah, brother, this is really damaging. Again, uh, if Allah claims to be uh, the God of uh, the Quran, and Muslims always have claimed no dot, no letter has been changed for the last fourteen hundred years in the Quran. Well, here is a damaging proof that Allah cannot have a cake and eat it too. This is, like you said, the same word, same way to, uh, to pronounce it. Rahmata, it means mercy. As you see, the last uh, letter is with a te maftuha, and the beneath one is with a te marbuta, closed right. T and an open T. Right. If you, as Allah, claim to be God of the universe, the creator of everything, you cannot make such huge mistakes and create such disasters for your followers, i.e. the Muslims. And also, let's keep in mind that when the Quran initially written, early Quranic manuscript, those so-called diacritical markings were not there. So I'm going to argue, what if the word at the top that I'm showing you with the Tam of Tuha right now, this open T, that's what I mean by the Tam of Tuha, this one, this shape, what if it meant Rajamta? What if? There was a yeah. dot actually right here, and it's yeah. not there anymore. What if it meant this way? Because you can read it that way, and it makes sense uh, to write it this way, actually, if it was Rajamta versus yes. Rahmata. In fact, if you ask anyone to write a word Rahma, guess what? This is how they're going to write it. 
because they're not going to write it for you with this open T. Yeah. Anyway, this is the kind of stuff that we're dealing with. Again, what are we talking about? It's the issue of the preservation of the text of the Quran and also the issue of the clar clarity of it. It's a, the Quran brags about itself that it's a text, basically, that is a clear, with, has a clear explanation. It has details in it. And many times you come across articles that are saying this is the standard for the Arabic grammar right here. This book, if you want to learn about the Arabic rule, uh, grammar rules, you go to this book and you learn. Does this yep. look like to, a grammar rule that could be followed if there is two different ways of writing it and you have so many explanations about it? Yeah, uh, Fadi, brother Fadi, you made a, a really important uh, claim there because if you Muslims claim that the Quran is the number one grammatical uh, book of rules to go through to learn Arabic to understand the basic grammar rules you have to go to the Quran well if I would follow your advice that means I'm going to be very very confused because I will not understand which way to write the word mercy in Arabic is it with a closed T or is it with an open T that's right <laughs> that's right exactly uh, let's go to another example brother you know since, yes. uh, since we're in the top the same topic now look Look at this word. This is a very important one. This one is found actually in the Quran, written in various ways, and you'll come across it in different ways. For instance, uh, the word al-alamin, okay, al-alamin, which, by the way, uh, the translation is like all the uh, living being, okay? That's one word. Or the two worlds, the, the human being or the mankind, and also will tell you the spiritual, uh, you know, uh, uh, beings, uh, meaning yes. like the the jinn, the 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 uh, angels, and so on and so forth. But exactly. look at the how the word basically is written. For instance, in Quran.com, it is written this way with a. Uh, I'm gonna use a different color with a dagger alif. And in QuranWo.com, you have an alif actually that is written clearly to read it that way. If you ask someone, by the way, if you ask someone, write this word. Most of the time, they are going to write it this way because that's how it sounds. There is an extension here, alif, basically, that is, uh, uh, in, uh, that is found right here. But here's the interesting part. I want you to comment first, and then I'll add some comments about this. Yeah. The thing is, uh, Brother Al-Fadi, here is uh, the disaster that you can clearly see. The above one, the above word, is, as we mentioned, I took this directly from Quran.com. That's the number one website to go to. It's, it's written like uh, uh, with, a, with this baby elif that you made a, a circle around it. It's not fully grown yet. It, it didn't eat uh, its vitamin Ds yet. Right, so it's still right. uh, growing. <laughs> right, you can see and, this uh, right underneath here. One, the beneath one, it's written with an elif. So you can see clear separation in the middle. And the above one has no separation. And it's missing the elif again. So the alif is actually uh, very important here because if you remove the vowels, it will sound like this al and the the, uh, the beneath one it actually does sound like al alamin. Do you see yeah. or do you hear the difference? Al alamin, al alamin. So right. the correct way to write it is the the second one. And as you see, I made a uh, a note. Muslims are correcting the Quran of Allah with their own hands. So the writer of the Quran. Wow.com, the, the the guy who is hosting or, or maybe hosted the Quran there, he is actually correcting the Quran of Allah, the Hafs recitation of Allah. Right. And this, by the way, I mean, I want to tell people, please pay attention 
to what's going on here. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to back off and come back again because I want to show some other things. So if if I close this technically speaking and then bring it back again um, and I'm going to clear up all of these marks that I have in there. Now I'm going to talk about something different. This is what Rob is talking about that this is a man-made stuff. Who put these the diacritical markings? It's men, humans. Okay? Now let me tell you why this is important. Do you know that this word al-alamin could be read differently? Al-alamin, the two flags, for instance. Okay? Or it could be al-alimin, those who know, versus al-alamin. Okay? Instead of uh, with fatha. Uh, kasra al-alimin okay why who decided that it is with fatha or kasra oh you're gonna tell me it was memorized this way and preserved in the memory of fallible men right that's what you're gonna try to tell me that it's preserved amazingly in the mind of somebody who is a human being like me and you a sinner guess what muhammad himself forgot some verses in the quran in his own lifetime why do you think you are better than muhammad and you have perfect memory than him tell me please I mean, that's the question that I like to ask my Muslim friends. Don't come up with these kind of explanations because they're embarrassing explanations, actually. And don't tell me my imam told me that it's okay. It is not okay, actually. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, as you as you heard, brother uh, Al-Fadi, actually, if you remove the vowels, the things that are on top or on beneath, it, it, the, it becomes a totally different word. Uh, it sounds different. It's written differently. So Muslims actually started to correct the Quran. And as you see, the deception, the taqiyah from two different websites. I wrote it in blue. Uh, the proof is in front of you. This is nothing but a copy-paste of the word right. from Quran.com and from QuranWow.com. So actually, when you go as a non-Arabic speaker, uh, you go to Quran.com, you'll be fooled <laughs> if you see another website what's what's happening here right uh, exactly why is this word diff- written differently clearly this is nothing but deception on top of deception correcting the quran of allah uh, actually disaster on top of disaster top and this is why uh, i mean if you're joining in right now by the way this is let us reason and uh, we're doing part two of uh, the episode that we started last week on the grammatical errors or the uh, errors in writing, if you wish, that are found in uh, the Quran according to the reading of Hafs, one of the most popular readings of the Quran, the most published probably copy of the Quran that is found in most of the Muslim world. And we're pinpointing myself and my guest here, Rob Christian, who is, by the way, an Arab speaker as well, that there are some grammatical errors or at least problems in the way the letters were written. And there is an attempt to fix that by adding things to clarify how it should be pronounced. Or sometimes the same word is written in two different ways. Now, somebody might argue it still means the same. Well, we don't know. It means the same today because somebody made an effort to correct it to look that way or to appear to be pronounced that way. But we don't know how it was pronounced previously. But this is my appeal right now to my Muslim friends who are watching or will end up watching this. Or hopefully some of you will share it with them. Brothers and sisters, we really beg of you to go and examine these things for yourself. Don't listen to me or Rob. Go and examine it for yourself. And ask yourself this question. Does this look like a preserved text to you? Does this look like a perfect text to you? Or does this look like a text that is being manipulated with and corrected by mere men like me and you, human being, mankind? 
we appeal to you to turn to the real God, our Lord Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh, who came to save us from our sin, who came to die on the cross so that you and I will have that eternal hope of salvation to spend eternity in heaven. Guaranteed, this moment, today, he says, you will be with me in paradise. All you have to do is just believe in your heart that he is Lord and confess with your mouth, basically confess in your mouth, as you say, and believe in your heart that he is Lord and that God raised him from the dead so that we have that chance of eternal life. And that's really our appeal to you. Brother, let's go on to another word and this one is even more damaging than the ones that we've talked about before so this one comes basically from uh, chapter 69 of the quran verse 52 and it's the word bism and the other time it's written bism with an alif you can see that okay yeah. so brother why don't you elaborate on this uh, this is really a damaging one if you go for example to chapter one Ayah one of the Quran, exactly. Surah Al-Fatiha, the first chapter, the ayah start with bism, bism, okay? That's not the way to write uh, the word bism, it's bism, there's nothing called bism. Right. If we go, for example, to chapter 69, ayah 52, as you see in, uh, underneath on the green one, you'll see the alif here, it becomes totally a different word. So if Allah claims to be God, can God have, have a cake and eat it too at the same time? This is the same word. You Muslims claim this is the same word. But why is it written differently in two different uh, chapters? Actually, uh, not only that, the above word is uh, written basically in every chapter above every chapter of the Quran. But in just, you know, this is really damaging. In chapter 69, 52, that's the last verse of chapter 69. You will see that it's written with an alif, b ism, not bism. Right, right, and uh, I believe, um, if my memory serves me right, this is the letter that uh, uh, Solomon sent, basically. And um, uh, m many, uh, I I'm just going by memory right now. Don't don't quote me, guys. Uh, so uh, I know that there is the verse that the letter that Solomon sent has this besmala, we call it. And many times our Muslim friends will tell you, oh, you know what? What what an amazing miracle! Look, look, the Quran has 114 chapters. 113 of them have the word Bismillah, and then the missing one in chapter 9, which that's a whole different topic, by the way, somehow is found in the letter that Solomon sent. So I tell him, so you're telling me Solomon inspired the Quran, basically. That's what you're saying. And second of all, let me ask the question, is the word Bismillah that is found basically at the top of every verse in the Quran except chapter 9, is that a revealed word? Is that an inspired word? Is that something added? And there, would, we I get into a debate, usually, as a result of yeah. this. The answer, most of the time, will be, Allahu Alam. Allah knows okay. best. Okay, <laughs> of course, Allah and His Messenger know best. The problem is, they don't know anything, and they got you in a predicament. That's the problem. <laughs> I mean, I need, I need the Muslims to focus here. If you really care about your salvation, if you really are sincere Muslim, we are looking for the sincere Muslims here, the ones who are really seekers of the truth, and only the truth can set you free. Can Allah claim to be God and write the same word in a different way? Uh, how is this possible? Or should we ask Allah to go back to school and learn basic Arabic yet again? Uh, brother, maybe we can show them, uh, for example, one of the 99 names of Allah, Al-Malik. Uh, yes, uh, let, me, let me go there. I think, uh, yes, Malik Yawmid Deen. Okay, so I'm going to go there. 
This one is damaging big time. In fact, I had some one of the Muslim apologists get, just go nuts when I mentioned it. And I'm not going to mention names because I don't want to give anybody any endorsement because, you know, yes. basically they go around mouthing people, attacking people, character assassination and do all that kind of stuff. OK, so nevertheless, let's go ahead and show them. I'm, I'm showing it right now for them. This is found also in chapter one, by the way, Surah yeah. Al-Fatiha. So. Yeah. Please look at the two ways of writing it. The one at the top, I'm talking to my audience right now and viewers. The one at the top and the one at the bottom. Maliki Yawmiddin, the possessor of the day of judgment. Okay. And the one at the bottom says Maliki. I'm sorry, the, the one uh, that, at the bottom, Malik Yawmiddin with an alif. But do you know that you can read it also differently? Malik Yawmiddin, the king of the day of judgment. Yeah, but brother, here he's come the he comes the disaster, brother Fadi. This is not uh, a different recitation. This is still this is still the Hafs Quran. We are not talking about a Warsh. We are not talking about Qalun. We are still talking about the Hafs version. Right. The Muslims claim that the Hafs version uh, is Malik, and uh, the Warsh uh, version says Malik. But this is both one and the same recitation. This is Hafs. Right. We're still talking about the Hafs. QuranWow.com is a Hafs recitation. Quran.com is still yeah. a Hafs recitation. Can Allah, can Allah have a cake and eat it too and write his own name? This is the, one of the 99 names. Exactly. Of and you know what? There is a third reading, and you'll find that uh, the reading uh, uh, of uh, Abu Hanifa and Nu'man, uh, who's the founder of the Hanafi school, by the way, read it as Malaka Yawmuddin. You know what that means? He was given possession <laughs> was given, yeah. of the day of judgment. Who gave him possession of this? And they yeah. tell you, oh, no, no, this, this is like a blasphemy. Well, I don't know about blasphemy. Uh, Abu Hanifa Nu'man lived close to the time of the Prophet, you know, so he was, he, he actually interacted with some of the Sahaba and the Tabi'een. So he was right there at that time, and he thought it was the appropriate way of reading it because he heard it from somebody, probably. He wrote it in his own uh, ways of reading. So I'm telling you, folks, there is so many problems, as you have seen so far. And we went just through a few examples. With that said, thank you so much to all of you. We love you. And brother, thank you so much for joining us. And hopefully you. you can join us again in the near future uh, in the same fashion. And hopefully uh, those of you who have been with us will continue to interact with me and with Rob through the comments that you are sending and send us any questions.